Hi, and thanks for tuning in to My Adventures at Home Brewing. I'm Dan Matthews, and come along with me as we talk about things for new home brewers, from gadgets to how we got started to, I don't know, all the mistakes we make along the way. So come along for the ride and have a beer or two along the way. Hey everybody, it's Dan. It's that time once more to go around the world one more time and have a beer or two along the way and bring some friends along with us. So this week we have Kelly, the One Hop Biatch, back with us. Uh, before we kick off, I need to say thank you to Ryan Packmeyer for being on the show last week. Ryan is an awesome guy from Colorado. Uh, I hope you guys learn a lot from uh, the talk on making uh, big beers because I know I did and I've already got a lot of the stuff to go ahead and make my vanilla bourbon uh, stout. Uh, so I'm anxiously ready to get into it. Uh, this week, like I said, we got Kelly back and we're going to be talking about how she's been doing with her brewing. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, myself, Kelly, and one or two others have a little bit of a side competition going. I put it out to the friends and I say, look, I'll give you the recipe. All you have to do is follow it. You can change the hops, maybe the yeast, but nothing else. And we'll see who makes the best one. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> right now, mine's done. Gotta love pressure fermentation. Kelly's just giving me the finger and everything else. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah. And <laughs> and um, I believe uh, my buddy Coulter down in Colorado has the podcast Homebrewing DIY. Uh, it's going to have us on his show to do the tasting of it. So with that said, Kelly, how are we doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I mean, I'm, I'm a much better brewer I was a couple months ago. That's for well, sure. That, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks to you, so, my friend. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's a, that's a, it's a, it's a, pad my ego. It's all good. I, I, I like that. <laughs> good. I'm glad. You so, teach me a lot. So, um, homebrewing is all about sharing and it's all about sharing knowledge and learning from each other. I mean, there's still a lot I need to learn. And mm -hmm. am learning. That's why I'm I'm kind of grateful for the podcast because I get to meet meet some cool people, learn some stuff along the way. But mm -hmm. it's no good if I don't share that information with other people. If it, you know, stove piping it, it's no good. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I've been doing a lot of research and talking to some home brewers that I also follow on Instagram, and they've actually given me some tips that I didn't even know existed. So it's been it's been great. Right on. So mm -hmm. tell us about your brewing. What have you been up to? Come on. Okay, so <laughs> I'll just start with yesterday because that one is fresher in my mind. So I was just making uh, a pale ale because a couple of my friends reached out to me saying, Kelly, you've never given us any of your beer. And I just kept blaming the pandemic when really I just don't have enough bottles to give beer to everybody because you never really get them back. Let's be real. <laughs> oh, it's God honest truth. Yeah, so uh, I decided to make something extremely easy drinking because I don't really know what most people like to drink in beer so I just thought maybe the easier the better so first thing off for some reason I had trouble setting up my robo brew yesterday I just couldn't get myself together and that was just kind of where the day started and then I realized I forgot to put the filter at the bottom I was oh, like oh no. great yeah so then it's like I already started filling up the water and then my biggest mistake that I did was when I was following a recipe, I didn't put one and one together that I was following a recipe, not really for a robo brew, but if I was going to be making it like in the kettle 
kind of like more traditional oh, style no. so at the get-go I didn't have enough water but then after messaging my one friend she helped me out a lot and I was able to correct that so the beer might not be uh high in ABV like I would was hoping planning I was hoping for about the five percent and I'm thinking I'm gonna be about like four that's still drinkable that's still good yeah yeah so we will see (laughs) see here's the thing my first time at making a schwartz beer a schwartz beer is usually around four and a half five percent i messed up and left out uh a pound of grain oh oh and this thing (laughs) came out at around three percent alcohol (laughs) what and i'm like all right. Well, it's got the right colors, got the right aroma. And go and I taste it. I'm drinking water. Yeah. The flavor just wasn't there. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. No, uh, I was actually wondering when I originally was putting my grains yesterday that I made too much. I'm like, did I make too much? Like I weighed everything and everything's proper. Like, what am I doing wrong? But it just didn't clue into me that it was, I was missing all the water. I was missing two gallons of water right off the bat. I put in three gallons and I needed two, like five. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, are you using a, uh, a, a calculator to, to calculate how much water you need? Yeah. And I think I figured out what I was doing wrong. I was just had the wrong measurements on there when I was Uh, making this recipe. Yes. Okay. Okay. So normally what I usually do, if the calculator says you need, say like in liters, say it says you need 10 liters, Mm -hmm. I'll give it an extra two. Okay. See, Just err err on the side of caution. And because then you think, okay, well, I'm, I'm looking at making like almost a seven gallon batch so you have that and then you gotta think all the water i have off to the side to rinse the grains out is going to make up the balance but i'm going to lose a little bit in there because of absorption to the grain yeah so yeah. yeah so with that little bit of extra you're giving yourself a little bit of wiggle room yeah so that was probably like my biggest mistake uh, <laughs> the last couple of times I brewed was just not putting two and two together that it just was not enough water in my head. I'm like, oh, maybe it's just how the calculations came out. Like, no. <laughs> uh, it, it happens. Trust me. Uh, when mm-hmm. I made my um, New England IPA, that's exactly what I did. I miscalculated mm-hmm. the water. I'm like, something's just not right. And then yeah. so instead of just adding water to it at the end, I boiled the bleeping Jesus out of it. And then uh, I went and I fermented it. And I'm like, like, I took a, I took a sip off of it. When it was all done, I'm like, this is a boozy one. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, I, it was like a 10% New England IPA. <laughs> I mean, those are seemed, those are pretty on trend now. So, you know, kind of worked out in the end for you if you think about it but but i get it it's not what you wanted it to be no (laughs) nobody wants a 10 percent i I know so i i now understand when people are like oh like i still made a beer but it's not what i wanted it to be so i actually officially understand that feeling now which is but it's good but they're happy mistakes it's not like you had to turn around and dump it down the drain no 
No, and I don't think I will have to. I checked on it earlier today and it was fine. That's good. I mean, there's mm-hmm. been a couple batches of beers where like I can count. I've dumped down the drain about 15 gallons of beer. I've, that's what Ooh. I, because one's gotten oxidized, completely oxidized in the fermenter. And I'm like, oh, all right, dump. Yeah. Uh, another one, I, I was just like, why are you growing mushrooms? <laughs> it happens. Dumped. And the last one I did, um, I, I just didn't just didn't like it. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what I did wrong. Uh, I, it was mm. my my Mexican cerveza with the lime already in it. And oh. it was the first couple of sips. I'm like, OK, it's not bad. It's not bad. Then after a while, it would let it mellow in the kegerator. And it's just like, no, there's something off about it. So it's like, so there's like three bashes of beer I've dumped down the drain. So don't feel bad about making mistakes. It's a learning process. I mean, shit happens. Yeah, for sure. It was just, I was just lucky that I saw that uh, my friend Sheena was online and she sent me, she's like, this is what I use and this is what helped me. And she was like, that's totally fixable. I was like, oh, thank you, Sheena. Thank you, Knowledge on Tap, for helping me. <laughs> you sweet angel. <laughs> you could always call me too. You didn't realize that, right? Yeah, I know, but she was there and ready. <laughs> oh, there and ready. Okay. Yeah, you know. Uh, note, note to self, be, be on call for Kelly all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time I'll give you a heads up when I was brewing. I saw that you were brewing on Saturday, so I was like, well, he's definitely not brewing today. Well. I shouldn't have assumed that, but there's a I chance close, that you were brewing. <laughs> I was close to brewing a Cascade Pale Ale yesterday. Hey, that's what I used for my hops yesterday. It was all Cascade. It was my first time oh, yeah? using one type of hop. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was kind of like that That made up for the lack of water. I'm like, oh, at least my hops additions are going to be easier today. <laughs> Just one set. <laughs> over there you an hour. go. Yeah. So that helped a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to work my way through all the hops I've been given. So um, I don't know if you've ever met Bert from Stray Dog. He works in the back a lot. No, I've never met him. Okay, so he's one of the guys that works there, and he and I are pretty good friends, and we talk about beer and a lot. And he's a home brewer, but he has been brewing for a while, and he said, hey, look, I got a boatload of hops and and grain. Do you want them? Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. well sure i'll take it but let me give you money for it he said no 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 no. so i got uh like what 12 pounds of mirror solder uh a bunch of other different types of grains here and there he gave me almost 12 ounces of of um cryo packed whole leaf um cascade hops Mm -hmm. wow uh, and almost six or seven ounces of pellet uh east kent golding Mm mm-hmm and I'm like, damn. Yeah. So <laughs> half the freezer in the house, in the refrigerator freezer, is all hops. That's how much I've been given. <laughs> That's and I'm amazing. trying to I'm trying to work my way through it. And I'm like, all right, what are we doing today? What's the recipe today? And I'm like, the recipe I have, I need none of this. Yeah, Ugh. of course. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to go buy new hops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Because I remember Alexi gave you quite a bit when you invited me over to brew mm-hmm. that one time. Yeah. So have you gone through a lot of those? Have you used your lemon one? Your lemon? Tri- yeah, I, I've yeah. used all the lemon. I've used all the lemon drop and a lemon drop pilsner. Which I was... just remember how excited you were. <laughs> 
That was honestly, that was the best one. Best Pilsner I've made was with the That's lemon amazing. drop. It was, yeah, it was really, that. really good. Yeah, no, and, you were so excited. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, uh, after I got the stuff from Alexi, the guys at Stray Dog, uh, Justin, mm-hmm. gave me uh, a, a bunch of stuff that he wasn't going to use because the uh, hop suppliers gave them a bunch of stuff to try. And he's like, I'm not going to use it because this is these, these are hops I don't use and a bunch of experimental ones I'm not going to use. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. I'll try. And then I got the stuff from Bert. And I'm like, my wife's looking at me. You're not buying any more hops for a while. <laughs> oh, you got and hop I'm like, shamed. A hop shamed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So now it's just like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? And I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to pun it off on friends. <laughs> so, because I mean, I don't know. Not... I don't know if I'm ready for experimental hops, but if I ever get to that point, I'll hit you oh, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, please do. So, uh, let's see. What's on the whiteboard? Uh, <laughs> I've got yeah. like, uh, there's what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eight, nineteen different types of hops. Hot damn. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So I, I'm I, trying to I, trying to figure it out. Yeah, well, I think you should, you know, make something super creative and out there because that is what home brewing is for. Yes. So the plan is, because after talking with Ryan, is that the bourbon stout needs a hop that has an alpha acid of about set between 13 and 17%. Jeez. So that's to help with the, the bourbon flavor. Mm-hmm. So I I do have some that are in around the 13 to 16% range. So I think we're okay. It just depends whether or not it's the right kind of profile that I want. Yeah, that's good. Um, one thing that I've also done, just like trying to not change the subject from hops, but just while I was thinking about it, um, I learned that I prefer uh, wet yeast over dry yeast. Like for, or uh, liquid, liquid yeast, yeast, that's the word. Yes. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Doesn't <laughs> um, it I work totally, so much better? It works so much better. And it just, I just feel more confident using it than I do a dry so I'm like, what if I accidentally use the wrong dry yeast? I don't really know how old or how long the store had been yeah. holding it or something. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if liquid yeast, it's likely to be a lot fresher. And, you know, they probably, like the supply stores probably like switch them out more often. So I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely what I realized. I definitely prefer a liquid yeast over a dry yeast because that's something that we talked about before. Yeah. I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. I love liquid yeast, but depending on what I'm making, um, if it's um, a traditional British beer, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll go straight to the US 04 yeast because that, that will chew through five or six gallons of wart in like two days really oh that's oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah that is like for for traditional beers that is the one you really might want to try and if you're doing like a five or six gallon batch all you need is one packet and Mm -hmm. the expiration date's already on there so you'll know when it's good till it's usually good for a couple of years but after that don't worry about it it might just take a little longer to activate yeah, that's just what I've noticed. I was like, oh man, the liquid yeast, it just, 
makes me feel so much better that this beer is going to be better than I think it's going to be. <laughs> well, is, I like the smack packs or just in general, uh, the liquid yeast, when you let it out to bring it up to room temperature for when you get ready to pitch it, you just watch mm. the, the bag swell. You're yeah. Like, you're like, it's, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially because yesterday I used one and it said to bring out three to six hours before and then in between all that waiting time I just kept looking I'm like oh it's getting bigger it's getting bigger like that means it's almost time (laughs) (laughs) when you brew alone I find you kind of notice these things and you don't have someone to talk to in between yep (laughs) so you get excited over like liquid yeast expanding (laughs) (laughs) oh the small pleasures of home brewing I know it's a wonderful I also um I was messaging my one friend and he taught me an acronym yesterday that I don't know if you ever used it before, but I found it. Relax. Don't worry. Funny. Yeah. Relax. Don't worry. Have a homebrew. Homebrew. Cause yeah. I remember I messaged him. I was like, I don't know how well this is going to turn out. And that's what he said. I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. I'm already doomed. <laughs> he was like, relax. Don't worry. Have a homebrew. And I was like, oh, that's that it. feel better. <laughs> I just never used, heard anybody say that before. It's like, oh, what does that mean? So oh, yeah, that's been, oh yeah that's been around for a while i mean uh justin at straight dog uh threw that at me it's like the acronym at me and i'm like what the flip are you saying to me he says oh you're a brewery you should know this and i'm like okay new guy been out new of it guy. for a while come on yeah <laughs> yeah but it's not even me when you threw that we like uh like it's not like a steps that i'm supposed to do <laughs> i didn't know about <laughs> <laughs> just the way he worded it it's like no don't worry have a homebrew I was like oh man <laughs> there you go so yeah. what are you thinking of your robo brew so far are you liking it I do like it a lot actually um just for preparing and cleaning um it just makes everything so much easier and mm. for I have a lack of space so it's just so much easier to store and put away in comparison to all the other stuff that you would have to buy but um, one of the things I want to do next is actually experiment with um, keg fermentation, um, yep. just because I find the carboys actually are harder to uh, store than mm-hmm. um, like a keg would. Yep. <laughs> like I feel like it'd be easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can get used kegs through beer grains and defalcos. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do that, just make sure that you get a spunding valve to go on the. Uh, the gas in mm-hmm. that way you can control i mean kegs are usually good up to i think 150 psi but, yeah but it's still good to have that spunding valve on there to avoid anything going boom like mm-hmm. say like a gas post getting shot off like a rocket so yeah so it's always a good thing to have and that way you can also get you also know how much pressure is in there so when you go time to to transfer it or to carbonate it well you're going to be carbonating in the keg anyway so you're going to be fine yeah it's also just one less step i guess to worry about too if mm. i do it right yeah but if you're going to be fermenting in the keg what i would suggest you do is um go on to i think it's beer keg ontario beer kegs or toronto uh, brewing and get a floating dip tube. A floating dip tube. I'm gonna write that down right now because <laughs> I'll not remember that. Because floating if you if tube. you because okay. the uh, a traditional keg, um, the dip tube goes all the way to the bottom, 
and then pulls beer from the bottom up. So you're going to okay. get, initially, you're, what's going to happen is you're going to get all that kind of sediment and yeast off the first couple of pulls. Mm-hmm. So, but with a floating dip tube, it's already sitting on top of all the clear beer and oh. it's going to work its, work its way down. Yeah. That way you avoid all that crap at the bottom. <laughs> all right. That's good to know. And another thing I'm thinking about investing um, is since it's my birthday on Friday, I'm thinking Can't about buying myself. A no, a pressure ferment, a pressure fermenter, just so I can oh. get things done quicker. Yeah. So, what are you yeah. looking at getting? Um, I was gonna actually ask you. I haven't done too much research into it, but well, then I'm so yeah. I was thinking maybe a firmzilla. Is that am I making that up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting the thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's so- what I'm debating. That's what I have. And that's what I use for when I do my pressure fermentations and they work great. Um, they have a limited uh, span of two years and t- uh, of where you're able to use it. No problem. But after the two year marker and it's the time uh, or the, the date stamp, the date uh, is stamped on it to, mm-hmm. to when you need to start testing uh, its reliability. If you're going to do pressure after that point. So, which is basically, uh... which is you just fill it with water pressurize it then you spray soapy water around it and then you watch for leaks okay all right well that's good to know <laughs> just because but, i think it would also help with my space issue and when like yeah. turning a, a beer around and stuff essentially yeah yeah, yeah. so what what i do is is that um well i have the, the firmzillas um but okay i'm having an old man moment because my thought has just left my mind <laughs> all the time it's okay <laughs> i was having a conversation with uh, like with ryan uh on uh, on saturday and mm-hmm. i was trying to do the lead into the show and f- fred i'm sorry i'm really really sorry uh the blind brew guy i had him on the week before ryan and i'm going on like so i like to say thank you to the to the guest i had on last week and i'm like who did i have on last week <laughs> oh dear and i was just like Oh no, that's so bad. Oh uh, yeah, it happens. it happens. I mean, um, I I don't I don't mean any harm or malice by it, but it happens. I mean, my oh, my it happens. Screams. My head screams. What else is new? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, the best of us. Don't beat yourself up. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, the Firmzillas are great. Um, they do have uh, it. Oh, I like the firmzilla because you have the option of collecting yeast and you can mm-hmm. use you can save that to use it for another brew awesome. or they actually have ones out now called all rounders where you can get them in say like a small version and a larger version and you can mm-hmm. still do pressure fermentation, but you just can't harvest the yeast. Right. Um, I am getting though my first bit of stainless steel fermenter coming soon. Oh, yeah, I'm getting a, a Spike Flex Plus sent up to me. From where? The States? Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, From your so neighbor. It, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's on, it's on its way. It's coming. Uh, once it gets here, I'm going to probably do a little YouTube uh, unboxing video. And, oh, those uh, are awesome. And do that. 
and then I got it with the uh, high pressure lid and everything else so I could do a pressure fermentation with it because it, it can actually hold 15 pounds of uh, pressure. Wow. So, so it's all it's all I really need to do pressure fermentation. So yeah, no, that's amazing. And I then I can that. do oxygen free transfer, you can harvest yeast. Yeah. And then eventually eventually the plan is to get a glycol chiller. Whoa. I mean you're you basically have like a full-fledged brewery in your basement, so you might as well just keep upgrading it. Yeah, well, Robin's already got the fear of God that I'm going to be turning the garage into a full-fledged brewery soon. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> no, she's not. I've already been pricing out like a 20-gallon system. <laughs> and I just had, I just felt my whole life go, you're going to be in debt for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I can see so, you on a profit pretty quick. <laughs> So then I've gone to, well, maybe I'm going to maybe open a homebrew store, which me and a, a buddy are, are seriously kind of dreaming about and, and working on. So we're not rushing into this because that's a serious chunk of cash. Oh, for sure. Um, I would probably be one of your first customers because I, was, I find I it's really hard to get. To, I was going to get you to come in and work. Oh, done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work for free if I have to. There you go. So what else is going on with your adventures? Let's see. We've, we've got a lot of chit chat in here. Oh, yes. Uh, I am very chatty. Sorry. Um, That's okay. That's what am I? Because, you know, get me going. I never shut up. Yeah. So um, another thing that I've learned, I did a brew where I didn't use a hot bag. And then I did one without. And I regretted doing one without it because. Um, you clogged the pump. Can't say my pump likes me right now. <laughs> you clog the pump. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't even know what I was thinking. It was just, and I did this yesterday too. I was just off my game, I guess, yesterday. But um, yeah, I was like, wow, my pump is not a big fan of me today. And then <laughs> my partner's just like, why would you do that? I'm like, it was an accident. <laughs> you know, initially, that's what I used to do. I used to just dump my stuff into the boil mm -hmm. and go with it. Um, but now I think it's like 25 bucks. You can get a whirlpool arm for them. What? That's so cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I get so that. You, so it's, it's like your recirculation arm, but mm -hmm. this one is actually comes up and a, and a huge U arc straight mm -hmm. down to where the, your um, false bottom is and then angles okay. along the side and it hugs the side wall of the brew and mm -hmm. you open up the pump valve or the ball lock or the ball valve I should say at the top to let it go full tilt and it circulates everything so basically when it comes time you're going to have that hop cone and once your um, your chiller is in there too that mm -hmm. little bit of circulation actually helps chill the freaking thing down faster. Oh, well, that's amazing. I like In, that uh, idea. Remember how long it took to chill the beer down last time? It took like two seconds. No, well, no, it took forever. Oh, yeah. Remember? I guess so. Yeah. So, so say like it took maybe 40 minutes to an hour to yeah. chill it. This way, it took me 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Because every time I've ever chilled a beer, I think before I met you, it just 
was, I swear it took hours. So like mm-hmm. when we and I did it, it just seemed significantly quicker. <laughs> well, it's just because I'm yeah. not good, but still. <laughs> oh. Oh, there it is. Open the door and walk through. Oh, whatever. You're not a good brewer, <laughs> eh? But you, oh, nobody's ever me. told you that before. Oh, I tell myself all the time, Dan, you suck. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> so I've had other friends' beers and things like that. And I'm like, why can I not get mine to the same level? But other guys are going, get Dan, you're you're there. Don't worry about it. I'm like, uh. well, it's kind of like probably how a chef feels. Like they don't like their own food more than anybody else likes. You know, everybody else likes it. It's probably the same way for beer. Would be my guess. True. That's yeah, a good point. if you think about it. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. always harder on my cooking than I am on everybody else's. But everybody tells me I'm an amazing cook. So it's like because <laughs> that's how I feel about my beer too. And then my partner always goes, This is really good. I don't know why you're being so hard on yourself. And I'm just like, Well, I wanted it to be better. And he's like, But how? It's like, I don't know. I just did. <laughs> okay. So yeah. what else are you finding with within the beer world of us doing of being homebrewers? What are you liking? What are you what aren't you liking? Okay. So what I like is that it's a good way to pass the time. Like definitely. Um what I don't like is how um I find it really hard creating recipes. I don't yeah. know if I'm just like don't have that creative brain or not, but I spend too much time trying to figure out what beer and how I'm going to make that beer and what I'm Mm -hmm. going to put in that beer. So it's always like, it's just all the research that I still feel like I have to do. um, If that makes sense. Yeah. No, no, it makes sense. So when I started getting into it, what I did was when I was on, when I got my subscription to Brewer's Friend, I went looking Mm -hmm. for beers that I wanted to try. And my first one I did, I didn't mess around with. It was just my straight up Bass clone. And mm-hmm. then I went for it. So now a little bit like two years, two, God, I can't believe I'm doing this for two years now, two years into it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll find a recipe. I'll pull it in, but I'll have it side by side. I'm like, okay, they're using say two row. I don't want two row, but I'm going to use the same amount, but I'm going to go Marisotter and things like mm-hmm. that. And I'll, I'll look what they've used. And I'm like, okay, but I'm going to use this green because I want this type of characteristic in it. And you yeah. go with that. And that's all, that's what I do until I get comfortable in the fact that, okay, I'm going to make a pale ale with just cascade hops. Cause I know it's going to have the, this kind of bitter and flavor and I want it nice and clean. So I'm just going to use two row and maybe a little bit either crystal or car pills and we're all done. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I get frustrated is trying to figure out like, does that even make sense? Is this going to be yeah. good? Like, do these two even pair well together? So just doing all the research to create a beer, and I know I'll probably get easier the more and more that I do it. Yeah. So I, yeah. to be honest, I, I would pull in a recipe that you want to do and have it up and then open up a blank one, a blank mm-hmm. form with Brewer's Friend, and just build it and say, okay, if they're using Turo, what's similar to Turo? So so if you're making like an English bitter and someone's using Turo, well, you want you want a little something a little different, use mirror solder. That's a nice yeah. baseball. It's got that nice kind of malty biscuity flavor that a traditional British beer will have. Yeah. Uh, and it'll also have that nice sweetness to it. You know, it'll give you some nice color. And then you just adjust. Because sometimes if you look at the at the lava bonds, um, so if someone's saying, well, they have a, like 10 pounds of, oh, sorry, like two pounds of 
uh, crystal extra dark, uh, mm-hmm. well, you might need, say, three pounds of just crystal light just to, to build, did even and out or just a little less of a robust flavor or sweetness or something else like that. I don't know. It all depends. I mean, it, it, to be honest, building a recipe is kind of what you want in it or what you want the characteristics to be. And mm-hmm. you, you can um, go and look at, it. let's see, if you go to all like a Canadian malting company or, or Maltster's website, you can see what the characteristics of all those malts are. And that way you have a rough idea of what you're getting yourself into when you start playing with them. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's also just me like just being too hard on myself and I just know it because I'm like, I'm like, I gotta make the perfect beer every time, but I guess I don't always have to make the perfect beer. Every home brewer is like that though. Yeah. Well, there you go. That makes me feel better <laughs> that I have the home brewer brain. <laughs> yeah, don't, relax. Yeah. Don't worry. Have a home brew. No brew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My new favorite term that I learned yesterday. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So yeah. how is your how is the blogging going? Because I know that uh, One Hop Biatch has been pretty busy from the for the last little bit from what I've been seeing. Yeah. So I kind of well, I have a job that's very consuming, uh, time consuming, and especially near the end of year um, and then the beginning of the year. But I'm just noticing things are starting to quiet down a little bit more. But I started noticing a lot of people kind of had a similar platform as me and like how we talk about beer and how we did things. So I kind of took a little bit of like a break to like step back and see what people maybe are looking more for. So I actually have been learning TikTok because it's a great place where people want to go learn things. So I'm actually going to start doing a series of like, well, on Instagram, they're called Reels, but they formed it because of TikToks. I think TikTok's going to take over, but I was going to go and like teach people how, like what hops are and like how to brew beer and stuff like through TikTok and then just like posting it while still reviewing beer, I guess, like through Instagram. So I'm just like trying to learn to use like multiple uh, social media platforms instead of just Instagram and Facebook, because it's just like when you post on Facebook or Instagram, like you can just cross post and it's the same thing and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Whereas TikTok, like it's totally other skill with a totally different, like different people on it. And then the algorithm's also different. So more likely people who don't follow you are going to see your stuff and like, like and share and you just kind of, so that's kind of where I'm going to go with that. And now with like, the lockdown again I can't I can only review the same beer as everybody else is reviewing right now so many times <laughs> like and there's nothing wrong with that just that I just notice everybody's just kind of is stuck at home so like mm. on the same day I'll see everybody posting the same like they're all for example I'm drinking a Muskoka tread lightly right now you'll see four different people posting about that beer. I'm, like, I'm sure people don't want to hear my opinion on it because it's not much I'm different sure than theirs. Well, yeah, but you know, it just gets a little repetitive and I put myself in like, would I want to see this beer four times in a day from like four different people with similar reviews? Then not really. So I'm kind of just stepping back and trying to see how I can make myself better by learning different skills to broaden my blog. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if ever you want to do it while we're brewing, do it here. All right. Yeah. Like, uh, next time you have a brew day, I would love to like film it so I can 
teach people how sure. to make that specific beer via TikTok or something. You can also, also have a good, live feature too. <laughs> just make sure you get the good side of me, which is the back of my head. Yeah, the whole, front of, the or, whole front of me know, is not good. I can also just uh, film it without you in it. Like, I'm sure yeah, yeah that's good. Ways. That's good. It's okay. Yeah, just use so, my garage. That's fine. Yeah, so that's kind of uh, where I'm trying to lead one hop to be on right now. Okay. So what uh, are you finding with uh, beer trends for, for your blog? Are you finding that people are still on that hazy IPA trend? Yeah, so a lot of people really like those. Uh, another one that I'm noticing that's really popular are slushy beers. Um, slushy beers? Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> um, so Third Moon in Milton is one of the only ones I know that's doing it. But basically, it's kind of like a milkshake beer, but it's more tart. So it's kind of like a sour milkshake beer, but you can put it in the freezer and pour it. And it actually is like a slushy and it's a beer. So it's like, they're usually like strawberry, mango, wow. something, something. Yeah. So a lot of people are on that trend. And a lot of people have a lot of opinions on that. And I want to say right now, sours and like just pilsners are like pretty popular. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. Sours are, are the, I find are the next uh, hazy IPA. Yeah. A lot of people who people are saying like, I never used to be a sour person and now I am. So I'm noticing people are actually experimenting more to try and. And I guess like it's winter, so you see a lot of stouts on there too. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, yeah. it's going to be a, be a Rattler craze. Yeah, Rattlers are coming. Yeah, it's going to be the next one. I find Rattlers too sweet unless I make them myself, but you know, that's, that's people's pride enough. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy a good Rattler on a really stinking hot day. Uh, mm-hmm. It's honestly that little bit of kind of fruit flavor juice drink is actually quite nice on a really hot day because even if you have like a like a like a low abv beer it'll still hit you like a ton of bricks yeah yeah it's true especially when it's hot and you're so dehydrated and it's like yeah i do like a rattler but sometimes i find them very sweet so i get that there you go yeah yeah so what's the next thing for you to try and make have you have you tried have you tried to make the porter yet uh this weekend is my goal to have it done it's it's getting close kelly i know i know (laughs) and you've had you've had the grains for almost a month now kelly way to really call me out on my bullshit (laughs) no No, so i actually kind of wanted to do something different for laporter and it's also me just talking myself out of it but due to a lack of space, um, I'm going to see if I can make a smaller batch of it instead of five gallons. What are you, what are you looking to try and do? Maybe like 2.5 gallons instead. Yeah, that's all you got to do is you go into uh, Brewer's Friend and uh, when you, if you they take the recipe, click edit and then mm-hmm. go scale and okay. then you'll have it, it'll come up and then it'll say the amount say if you want to say two, two or three gallons, you just put in there and it'll automatically adjust everything for you. Yeah, yeah. And then if I get that pressure fermenter on my birthday, then I think I'll be okay. I would get a hold of the guys <laughs> down in uh, down in Toronto at Ontario Beer Kegs and uh, muckle onto one. Yeah, I'm sure I could do that. Um, 
but I'm not the only person in this brew competition that's behind. I know somebody uh, else that is too. Who? Uh, what? I don't know. What? Uh, Chris? Uh, I, I will not say. You're talking about Chris. <laughs> I will. I will Chris, not she's calling you out, man. Back. I will not turn my back on my friend. Chris, she's calling you out. She's calling you a slacker. He's not a slacker. He has a lot going on. I mean, he does own a shop, works full yeah. time, home brews on the side. He yeah. has kids at home. <laughs> so you really don't yeah. have an excuse. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, no. He, but I Chris have I, would... I have a long weekend this weekend, so like oh, right I'm yeah, because I'm off Friday and then Monday's a holiday, so I just it was the more opportune time. It's family day. Monday? Oh, every day's a family day here. <laughs> Everyone's in lockdown. Every day's family day. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, not for me. I don't. They just told me today I don't have to work on Monday, so I was like, <laughs> all right, super long there weekend for me. Well, I'm probably am going to be brewing this weekend because I am going to probably uh, get in a couple brews in and uh, just just so you know, I also clogged my pump this weekend. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. I thought it was like, wow, we're a rookie oh, mistake. No. <laughs> oh, no. So the I mean, elderflower pale ale this weekend. Oh, so, so um, I had a whole bunch of like, I guess, proteins or crap come floating to the top. And this, I don't know how it happened, but the false bottom should be flat like this, right? Yeah. It went like that for some way, mm. somehow. So it was up on okay. an angle and, uh, and the littlest um, filter that I put over top the manifold for the pump got mm -hmm. kicked out of the way. So all that crap went down into the pump and clogged it up. Ah, oh, Frank. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. So, yeah. That, so, that was me yesterday. <laughs> so Friday is going to be uh, beer, uh, brew house maintenance. Mm. Those are and important then, days, though. Mm -hmm. And then go from there. Uh, probably by then, the elderflower ale should be done. I'm just get ready to put that into a keg. Oh, awesome. Um, mm -hmm. Did you get this elderflower from your brew competition you did in the fall? Yeah. So it's yeah. all, God. <laughs> they gave us like 200 grams of this stuff. So basically, That's a lot. yeah, you got like a half a pound almost. And I was just like, what mm -hmm. am I going to do with all this? So. <laughs> I, I used like 60 grams of it in this beer. Wow. Well, that's good. Yeah. But that's so, a lot of elderflower. <laughs> yeah. We'll and did you happens. win the competition? Did you place? I'm, I'm part of the email chain, but I don't think I actually fully read. Oh, no. Who won? No. no. Oh, it's some guy who made some kind of funky IPA. Oh, of course. Those damn IPAs. Always yeah. winning. It, but it was pretty much like the people's choice award so it's i'm not i'm not bent out of shape about it i know i know what my beers are and where my flavors are so uh, like it is what it is it's not a big deal yeah yeah so for example if they were going to do the bigger brew competition this year if things kind of go back to normal are you gonna enter it through Oktoberfest? yeah 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 okay uh, yeah and there's gonna be a yeah. few beers going in this time around so normally okay. will i do well i do the alt beer mm -hmm. i'll do a hellas and, oh. and i'll also do a martin okay perfect so those perfect three german, Ger beers. german beers for oktoberfest those are all get submitted uh mm -hmm. 
but uh, there's gonna hopefully there's some more competitions that happen along the way because I want to submit my porter, I want to do my stout, uh, mm-hmm. my two, my my heather tip ale, the elderflower. Uh, so I want to try and bring home some hardware finally. Yes. All right. So I'm rooting for you. Um, what just means my... you need to enter. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Those guys seem intense for me, Dan. I don't know if I can do it. Whatever. <laughs> um, one thing that um, I did an interview with a guy named Carp, and he runs a podcast slash like YouTube channel called All Beer Inside. And he was asking me about homebrew competitions. And I told him that uh, one day when I have more time and you know, the world comes back to a normal place. I like here in Ottawa to host a all women brew competition because mm-hmm. as I explore, explore more on Instagram, I'm meeting more and more uh, women homebrewers. Um, they don't brew very often just because, but when they do it, like they make crazy beers. Like one girl made like a Belgian beer the other day nice. and another girl uh, a couple months ago, she made uh, like a double IPA. I was like, this is insane. Like you guys are doing all this and they only brew like twice a year, maybe, but they've just nice. been doing it, I guess, for longer. Yeah. So um, now that I'm seeing that there might be a demand for it, because there was one in Toronto a couple years ago and it never really picked off. And I was like, I feel like I could do this right. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was with the, um, the, the beer the society of beer drinking ladies. They did that one, wasn't it? Uh uh, maybe. Uh, I feel like it was just like done through a brewery that was just somewhere in Toronto, okay. but I don't remember seeing like that name affiliated with them. Okay. It could have been like another brew, a woman brew or beer group in Toronto, but I don't think it was the Society of Beer Because I feel like they would have kept that going if it was that. Yeah. They're pretty on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a YouTuber that you might want to check out. Her name is Sarah Flora. It's uh, oh yeah, I love her. Floor Floor Brewing. She's gonna mm-hmm. be on the on the podcast on the twenty first. I'm gonna be interviewing her. Oh, that's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. She's so huge. she's gonna be. Oh, she, she's awesome. She's really nice. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm hoping to do this one with her because she's she's in the middle of moving right now. So and I'm oh, just okay. grateful she's taking the time to talk to us. So mm-hmm. hopefully this one goes well, and maybe we'll get her and Jenny on on another one. Oh yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fun to have her and Jenny and just have them riff on each other because oh, Jenny's yeah. a Jenny's a hoot. Yeah, definitely. I've never met Jenny, but she sounds like a hoot. <laughs> I haven't met these people either. It's like I just acted like through my best friends. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. That's never so met weird. Chris ever, and he's my best friend, but I would never stab him in the back ever. She called you a slacker, Chris. I'm sorry. She called you out and say, I'm not seeing any names. It's not like she was saying it was my uncle, Jim. Jim, she called you out too. Um, I did not because I know his is done. (laughs) (laughs) He was dedicated to getting it done as soon as possible. And he did it. It's probably bottled now. Or he's getting there. I, mine's, I've had a couple of drinks off of mine and I, I gotta say I'm really enjoying it I've got people saying can we have some can we have some and I'm like no I have to wait until the competition before I start sharing it otherwise it's gonna be all gone well I guess you might have to make another batch oh twist my <laughs> rubber arm 
<laughs> I'm just saying it will be done in time. I have more confidence and faith in myself that it's going to get done. All right on. 110%. Okay, good. Yeah. So what do you want to try like uh, for your next beer? Other than, uh, not experimental, but mm. the one that you want to feel comfortable doing. Um. As somebody who really does enjoy a good IPA, uh, I eventually like to make one of those uh, for sure. So I've actually never, I don't, maybe you've done one before, but all of my friends who homebrew have never really told me that they've made a IPA. Like they often make porters, stouts, yeah, like Munich, lagers, like Vienna lagers, like stuff like that. Like, but I've never heard of my friends making an IPA. So, um, I mean, it's not that I don't want to try and do them. Uh, it IPAs really aren't something I really enjoy. I mean, That's don't get me fair. don't get me wrong. Uh, I love Hetty Topper when I can get them from the Alchemist in Vermont. I will hands down bend over, kiss anybody's butt, feet, whatever else. If they'll give me a couple of cans of Hetty Topper, because in my opinion, that is the perfect New England IPA. IPA. I mean, they're all perfect in Vermont. Let's be real. Oh, it's true. But um, <laughs> it just when it comes to um, making an IPA, um, the water chemistry scares me. Yeah, and, uh, that's and what not, scares me too. And, I'll, and, I'll, and I'm not, it's not that, I, not that I couldn't figure it out or get help to do it. It's just, I guess it is part of it is, is that I like what I do. I like the styles that I make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess and until someone asks me, could you make something like this for me? I'm probably not going to do it. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll make, uh, like the Heather tip ale and the elderflower ale, they have a bit of that kind of bitter bite at the start, but mm-hmm. it's so subtle. It goes away within seconds. And that's kind of what I like about a, a, a really nice beer is that you'll get that kind of blast of bitter, but it goes away. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Or like, I wouldn't even mind like speaking a bit or like making an ESB. Like that would be mm. to me something kind of interesting to make. Because I find most. you a lot of craft breweries don't even really have ES. Like I know it's like more of them are doing them more more often now. But for the longest time, I, I remember like you just nowhere seemed to have them. Yeah, and I wondered so, if it was the brewing process. Uh, part of it is is that a lot of them try to mimic. Uh, the water from Burton on Trent in the UK. And the way mm-hmm. you can do that is by using Burton water salts. Oh, so, okay. So you look at your recipe and it'll probably tell you whether or not you need to add the water salts or not. Or if you read the actual bottle that you get it yet, it'll tell you how much you have to add to your water for mm-hmm. it. And you just do it that way. I mean, that's what I do for my Bass clone because it's uh, it falls into the realm of or like a special or extra special bitter. Mm-hmm. which is like along the lines of an ESB. Yeah. Okay. It's very interesting to me. Like all the water chemistry and stuff I find also just very interesting, but it's super intimidating. Yeah. Like water yeah. chemistry. Not, I, yeah. No, I see what the guys do at the brewery and they're like, okay, we add this much gypsum, this much sodium chloride, uh, this much Epsom salt. And I'm like, how in the hell do you know mm-hmm. how much to add? Well, yeah. so what our water profile is. And I'm like, okay, I don't have time to send a water sample to a lab <laughs> or the money to do that, to get, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
that's a lot. That's so yeah. interesting though. Yeah. So to my listeners out there, if you know an easy way to figure out your water chemistry or whatnot, uh, Send me uh, send me a message through uh, Facebook or Insta or whatever, or even if on the link to the podcast, you'll see where you can leave me a voice message. Leave me a voice message and tell me how the hell you guys figure out your water chemistry because I'm like a duck out of water or fish out of water in here. You know, it's just you know I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And when you tell Dan, I'll make sure to listen to that because I want to know too. As she calls somebody else out. yeah (laughs) to dance fans please please (laughs) teach us how to make an ipa (laughs) all right now that she's done that i guess i am gonna have to try to make one all right yeah yeah i'm calling you out now dan all right so i guess i'm gonna have to dig out the experimental blow your mind out hops and give kelly Mm. a big bomber bottle and see what happens yeah yeah (laughs) Oh, 110% drink it. I'm dedicated to this. (laughs) Meanwhile, she'll say, oh, it's good, man. But I'm like, I can't believe he made that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll give you an honest review, I promise. Awesome, awesome. So I think that's going to wrap us up for now, Eric, you know, unless there's something else you want to mention. No, I actually just have a quick question for you. Um, Since you work at a really successful brewery, do you ever see yourself doing a collab with Stray Dog? Like... Um, I'd like to, um, mm-hmm. I mean, um, when I brought them some of the Schwartz beer I made, uh, they were like, holy crap, we should do this. I'm like, what's well, collab. And so I, I don't yeah. know. we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I don't think the, the way things are right now at the shop, it, it's, it's busy, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, demand, uh, through say like our, um, licensees or the bars and things like that it's really not there seeing as a lot of stuff's closed yeah so until things start opening up again to the point where we can justify trying stuff Mm -hmm. it's going to be kind of quiet for the next little bit yeah no that makes sense because i noticed they only seem to have like a handful of beers like at a time to purchase now and i and that's pretty well almost everywhere so so we have our imperial porter now imperial porter yeah imperial imperial stout imperial stout uh dark matter mm-hmm. really good uh they have a new ipa called redeem yourself oh yeah the cam uh, looks so funny <laughs> yeah uh, uh what else did they they had a lot they had the last great road trip which was the double ipa they have Ooh. the pilsner they have the pilsner back like uh, yeah but there's there's a couple others coming along the pipe uh that i can't talk about yet just because Obviously. of the fact just because i can't but i can mm-hmm. say we got three new fermenters in our bright tank well that's huge congrats yeah, so we got, to you guys so we got three brand new seven barrel fermenters and a seven barrel bright tank oh well that's exciting mm-hmm. wow absolutely well, so, you'll have to send them my congrats. That's uh, that's huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Kel, we're going to call it quits for tonight because it's pretty much just been me and you getting caught up, which is fine. I mean, it's yeah. been a good one. It's, it has been a good one. I have, I'm just having the time of my life over here. Not calling <laughs> out my friends. I don't do that. 
Trish, she called you out, man. She's just not admitting it. She called you out. No, I didn't. Yeah. Don't even. She's, she's saying no drill, no, <laughs> no, no names, no drill. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. We'll go with that. I can see her crying here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I can talk forever. So you better cut me off. All right. Here we go. Well, yeah. guys, th thanks a lot, Kelly, for coming on the show again this week. Greatly appreciate it. It's always fun having you on the show because it's, it's just nice to have a nice conversation with another, another home brewer that, you know, it's just, it's nice to get caught up and just chin wag. Yeah. Yeah. I had actually stuff to talk about this time and I was very stoked. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, we're going to call it quits for tonight. Thanks a lot for tuning in and having a beer or two along the way. I'm Dan and I have Kelly with me at the One Hop Biatch. We're saying thanks a lot to having a beer or two along the way and we'll see you on the other side.